Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. The Lord. We're glad Amen. to be We're in glad Sunday, to be school in Sunday school this morning. Those that are in those house and those that have joined us on live feed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining with us. Our Sunday school classes today are doing something that we've been doing. Uh, we've been doing it ever since we've been, we've been here at Coosa Valley. Valley. Coosa Valley. Uh, most of our Sunday school classes, classes are upstairs. upstairs. They're, they're decorating, decorating. Uh, Sunday school doors, uh, Sunday school for, doors Christmas for Christmas time. It's a little, it's a little uh, contest, uh, contest that they get really, that they get really uh, into. Uh, into. Uh, do a little contest. They do decoration. And we, and we um, do votes here in a couple of weeks. You vote on the door, a dollar of vote. All of that money goes to the Home for Children. It's all a missions program, project. They get really competitive on this. So I'm, so I'm excited. I like stuff. I like stuff like, like fun. I like fun. I like those things. I'm excited that I can't wait to see what some of the doors, how they're going to look. How they're going to look. Uh, this morning we uh, want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to touch and minister in our Sunday school class. Uh, if you have joined us on live feed and you have a prayer request, you can text the keyword prayer to 205-642-8744 and we can partner together with you in whatever the prayer request that you may have. You're in-house and you've got a prayer request. A prayer request. You let it be known by lifting your hand. God knows God the needs. The Let's go to God Let's in prayer. Let's go to God in God to touch today. Dear kind today. and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to today, thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity, you that, you've for this opportunity that you've allowed us to come, allowed to, come to worship and, worship and, praise, you. and praise you. Father, today I pray that you'll move and minister in our time of Sunday school class today. I pray, Father, that you'll use your word to allow it to resonate in our hearts and our lives. We thank you for what you've done in our midst and what you're going to continue to do. You see those that are connected to the church. That, that, are church, sick, that are sick, those that are on the those road, that are on traveling, the road traveling, Father, I pray Father, that you'll give them safety in their travel. And God, I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. And amen. Over the last several Over the last weeks, weeks uh, about six, seven about weeks, six, seven now, weeks now, our, the, our, unit the unit that we've been looking, that we've been at, looking at in our Sunday school has been the Bible in today's issues. The Bible in today's issues. A lot of times what people will do is when they look at the Word of God, they start thinking, Start thinking uh, they'll start uh, digging they'll start it. Digging how does this apply, does this to, apply me? to me? That's really That's what people, really are, what looking people at. are looking at. How does, how the, does Bible the Bible apply, apply to, me? to me? What is it what saying, is it saying? And how can I apply it to my time today? I don't know about you, but there's none of us that's really been in a lion's den here lately. A literal lion's den. I don't know about you, but there's none of us that's literally been at the Red Sea and seen the waters part. Crossing, crossing, crossing. The question is, how does that apply, how does that apply to, to us? us? How do we apply, do we apply our time and our, our, our lives today? today? And so this, and so last, this lesson last lesson in this particular, this particular unit, unit is called is Use Technology, technology wisely. wisely. And, and you know, you sort of you look, know, you at, sort that look at that and you're thinking, Use technology. Use technology. How is how that, is that a, Bible a Bible lesson? How lesson. is that something, how is that from, the something Bible? from the Bible? Because technology, because technology and Bible and don't Bible really, don't really you know, you know, they didn't have they didn't iPads, have iPads <laughs> during Bible time. During Bible time. Uh, da, uh, da, uh, you know, David you know, didn't, David what, didn't walking around walking with a cell phone. With a cell phone. Uh, uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I mean, none of that I mean, stuff was going on. Moses probably would have done, done a lot better, lot better if, he if he had a GPS. But the thing but is, the thing is, is, we need to understand, we need to understand that, that even with technology, you can you can pull into a biblical theme into that, and that's what we're going to look at today. Several actions or several things that we're going to be looking at is our actions must glorify God, not ourselves. Many times, people are going to use technology and use things of this world 
world use things of our lives. Oh, I get the glory. And I get me on the back. We need to understand that everything we do is got to glorify God, not us. We also must consider the power of human innovation and determine to use it for good. Now, now, I have grown I up, have grown up born and raised, born and in, raised church, in church my whole my life. Whole life. And, and, and I've and heard I've heard I've heard I've heard this, this in, my life. in my life. Some people some have people not been have in church their whole lives, and so they may not have ever heard this, or they heard this about people in church. In church. Uh, uh, growing up, growing as, up a teenager, as a teenager, I'm in my forties now, now. But as a teenager, I would always one of the things that was always associated with the church folks was no TV, that's the devil. No movie theaters, that's the devil. You know the thing. Is, know, the is, thing is, is, is that was just, that a, was man just a man thought process, thought process. And, that and that was what man tried man to teach and man tried to push, tried that, on to push that on people. And what we've got, what to, we've realize got to realize and, 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 and what I and preach, what and teach, preach and teach our churches our and what, churches I, try and what teach, I try to teach uh, people, uh, coming, people into coming into the church into world today is anything anything can be used for the devil. Why are we trying are to focus trying so to focus much on the so devil stuff? stuff? Why don't we focus, don't on, we focus stuff? on God's stuff? You know, I hear that. I still hear that. Oh, that's devilish. That's devilish. That's devilish. Why are we worried about the devil? Why don't we use good for good? And I'm gonna be real with you. And some people try to. They're gonna twist what I say. And that's fine. But I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm saying. What I'm saying. The devil, the devil in this world has taken too taken much from, too much from humanity. humanity. Why don't we start Why taking, we those, start things taking those things back? The rainbow, the rainbow for, example, for example, the rainbow was given as Noah as come Noah off of the ark and it was given as a promise to mankind. To mankind. That was a promise that was a covenant that God had made with mankind. With mankind. Well, today, well, today, the rainbow, the rainbow flag, flag has been, has been been robbed been away robbed from that is used, that for, is something used for something else. So the moment, so the moment that you, see, that you a rainbow, see a rainbow colors, colors, what is the first what thing, is the that, first you thing that you think of? It's automatically to the bad side. Bad side. Why don't Why we start don't using, we start the, using things the things that we have and use them for the good? For the good. Why, do we Why do we constantly have to go towards the negativity? There's too much negative in the world. Let's go to the positive side of things. Now, with that, now, being, with that said, being said, all of that sounds, of that cheesy, sounds cheesy and all that, and good, all stuff, that good stuff. But that being, but that said, being said, many times many the power, the power of, human of human innovation, innovation can, be can be used, used for, for bad. bad. We know that. We know that. We really we understand, really understand that. that. But we've got, but we've to, got make to make up our minds, up our minds to, use, to the use the things God has given, God to, has us. given to us. Human innovation. Human innovation. Cell phones, cell phones, TVs, TVs, all of these, all things. of these. We things. need to use, need it, to use for the it, good. it for the good. We can determine, we can determine that. that. As Christians, As we've, Christians got we've got to demonstrate how to use how technology, technology, for, technology good, for good, rather rather than evil. Than evil. Okay, right okay. now, right now, there's. There's just a handful just a of us here in the Sunday, 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 Sunday school class. Most of our Sunday Most school students and our, students our classes are upstairs. Are upstairs they're decorating, they're the decorating the doors. We have the TVs on the screen. And straight back. A right a under, right that, TV, under that TV, there's a white, there's box, a white box with a black hole, with a black, black hole, circle, black on, circle on it. That's a camera. That's a camera. And right and now, right now, right now, there, right are, now, nine there are nine different states, different states people in nine, nine different states, states watching our, watching Sunday, school our class. Sunday school class. You look back here you in the sound booth, and Brother Tony is at. We've got the computer system. We're able to utilize all of these things to 
to broadcast, broadcast out, out on, on, on we have a Roku, we have a channel, Roku channel, we have we have podcast, podcast we have our, we have our, our live stream on, on the internet, on our website, on our, website, on our, on our mobile app, mobile all app, of that going out, out going and we've got people we've got that are people able, to that are able to watch. There's people that's There's watching people that's watching that, that are not able to, be, not here able to be here today. We've got some that's in Florida today on family trip. They're able to watch Sunday school and morning worship. Why? The use of technology. Can technology be used for evil? Absolutely, absolutely it can. It can. Last, Sunday, Last Sunday, I would have told you that our, you that whole, our sound whole sound system was demonic possessed because everything, because everything messed, up. messed up. Why? Because, because an update an happened. Update happened. But did that really, did was that, that really, really was the, that devil really the devil doing that? Okay, some would okay, say some yes, would say I'm yes, say no, but it was just technology goes cuckoo. It does. It does. But what we've got, what to, we've realize got to realize is we use the things that God has placed in our hearts and our lives. We use those things for good rather than evil. That's what we're supposed to do. Why? Because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, whatever you eat, Whatever you, drink, whatever you drink, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever technology has been placed, been into, your placed hands, into your hands, use, use everything, everything, do it to it the glory, to the glory of, God. of God. It's, it's suggested, it's suggested in, our in our times today, times today that we use that we use more technological, more technological based, based items, items than any anyone else, else in our, in our entire, entire lifetime. lifetime. In the existence, in the existence of, humanity, of humanity, more technology, more technology is, used is used today, today than everything, everything combined, combined in our previous, in our previous years. Why? years. Why? Because the technological, because the technological innovations, innovations, the upgrades, the things like that has gone on, has made, has made things, things so technologically, so technologically driven, driven Everything, Everything is technologically, is technologically based. based. You have. You we was have, talking about we air talking about air earlier. earlier. Years ago, years ago. What'd you have to do with an air conditioner? You had to go over and you had to turn it on and off at the window. Now, the window. now you got remote you controls. Got remote controls. Now, now there's a remote, there's a remote on, my phone on my phone that can control that thermostat. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Technology has advanced over the years. It depends on how you determine how you define these things to know what. Your, what you know, what you technological, know, what technological basis, is basis is used. It will be used, will be used in a broad in a sense broad this morning. We're going to use technological based ideas and thought processes as an application, as an application of, a, of, of knowledge, knowledge to accomplish, to accomplish a, task. a task. Using instruments, using instruments and, methods and methods to, 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 to utilize, to utilize what, we're what we're doing. Today, today as I just mentioned, as I just a, moment mentioned ago, a moment ago, we've got this we've camera. Got this camera is connected to the computer system. Those are functions. Those are things that we're using. application. To reach, to reach others, others that may not be, may able, not to be, be able to be here today. Some of our church, of folks, our church are folks are homebound, and they're watching, and they're watching on, their on their TV screens. They're watching, they're watching on their phones, on their, phones their, tablets. On their tablets. And that's and why that's, that's, why a, that's a, great a great function, function of what we're talking about, about, talking technological, about technological being used, being used for, God's for God's good. As we've, as we've, we've mentioned we've already, mentioned and already and I'm, I'm going through this going for through Sunday, this school school Sunday School Lesson and I know some of this sounds silly because we all see this. Like I told you, I've been, I told in, you, churches I've been in churches my whole, my whole life, but it wasn't, but it wasn't 
I mean, we, I mean, we, when we built, when we my built home church, my home when church, we moved out from where we was at, when we moved out on the highway, we built my home church. That was when we first put EVs, EVs on the walls, on the walls or projection system. system. And I had and people, I had come, people to me, come to me, and, and they, and they, they was telling they me, they said, me, they said, oh, those things oh, those are of the devil. Of the we, devil. Start putting, we start putting those things those on the things wall. That's the devil thing. We're inviting the devil into the church when we're doing that. Well, my question, my question was, was, was the one was of them, and I know some of you going to laugh, but it'll be all right. Be all right. But one guy, he, well, one was guy he was telling me, he said, you put them things on the walls, that's the devil, that's the devil, that's the devil, that's the devil. I had been to his house. I had been to his house. I know how many TVs he had in his own house. What's the difference here? It's all in what you use them for. Okay? Okay? We know that phones... Can drive, can drive you absolutely, you absolutely crazy. crazy. These phones, These can, phones drive can drive you absolutely, absolutely bonkers. bonkers. Live stream. I know that somebody know just that somebody just said it's a really bad echo. We're gonna try to figure that out. Figure that out. And uh, and uh, if we don't get it fixed don't get during it fixed Sunday school, we'll get it fixed during morning worship. Morning sorry worship. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Technology. Technology. It works good. It works and good. it don't work and good. And it don't work good. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? These things do happen. These things do happen. Take place. Take place. It may be. It may be. It may be. Is PC muted on the soundboard? Okay. Okay. So. So again, like again, I said, like putting, I said TVs putting TVs in, in the, sanctuary, the sanctuary, that did not, that invite, did the not devil. invite the devil. Many others Many had already others invited had already the devil invited in the devil in churches, so TVs didn't do it. Technology, Technology assists us with sound system, heating, cooling, cooling, robots, robots to vacuum, to vacuum, the, vacuum carpet. the carpet. We have a robot, have a in, that robot back in that back corner. When them Roomba when them robots, robots, do you know that to you know vacuum, that this, vacuum floor, this floor? Uh, we had a couple uh, that was vacuumed in this floor, floor years ago. Years ago. And, I mean, and, I mean, folks still vacuum the floor. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. They told me that it took several hours to vacuum this entire, this entire, all of this carpet in here. Why? Because you got, I mean, you got, I mean, you got to go under these pews and stuff. I got that little robot back there. I mash a button. I mash a button. And we, and we leave. He vacuums, he the, vacuums whole the whole carpet. And everything looks pretty. And everything looks wonderful. wonderful. So technology, so technology does, does help, help on occasion. On websites, websites, blogs, blogs how it helps us to get news and Bible. And every one of us has got a cell phone. phone. What's on your cell phone? There's a Bible app on your phone. Those things are there to help us as we connect to those around us. Technology is a tool. Like most tools, like most tools, it give me use, give me use for good, for good and evil. And evil. Would you say that, a, you hammer say that a hammer is a technological, is a technological device? device? Is a hammer is a hammer a claw hammer? A claw is it hammer? Is it a technological device? It's not electronic, right? A hammer is not electronic. You don't, you can't program what a hammer is going to do. A claw, regular claw hammer. You go down to Ace Hardware and you buy a five dollar. Claw hammer, I don't know, maybe they maybe maybe five dollars will get it, I don't know. <laughs> Brother Larry, what do you think? Ten? <laughs> uh, you, 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 you get a claw hammer. I don't necessarily program it with a computer. You're not doing that. You can't plug it in. I'm sure they probably gonna make some before it's over with. That's not a technological device. But can it be used for good? Absolutely it can. You're gonna drive nails in it. Can it be used for evil? Anytime you've ever watched any of these horror movies, 
they got usually somebody has a problem, they do something, they bad, do something with bad with it. It can be used it can for be evil, used as, for well. evil as well. It's all in what you utilize and what you put, and what it, in you put it in your hands. Okay, okay. Hang on just Hang a second. We're going to see if we can fix this. Like I said, we love technology, don't we? So, right. so, we've got him, we've got him. So we still got, yep, we still got volume. All right, so we're going to, we think we've done that. So those that are watching on live stream, we think we've got the, we think we've got the echo fixed. Remember last Sunday, all the computer systems were haywire. So some of the settings we have not gotten, I didn't get them all fixed back right. All right, so somebody let me know on live feed, let me know if the echo is gone. think it is all right all right yeah some some are telling me echo but maybe maybe the light maybe it's gone now God in all of his infinite wisdom uses a lot gives us the word of God God in his infinite wisdom has given us the Bible and when using the Bible this has got to be our roadmap to know using technology, using anything else. As this scripture says, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. The word of God, when we apply this standard to the things that we're doing in our lives, that's going to help us to determine whether we're doing it for good or evil. Amen? Brother Larry going out on his dock fishing. Is there anything wrong with him going fishing? No. But if he was to be doing that, during church time, there's where we've got an issue. There's where the problem lies. And so anything that we do, we've got to make sure we're doing it for the betterment of the kingdom of God. That's in all things what we're supposed to be doing. That is in what's all things. So the Bible has got to be our standard and our roadmap that we follow. We would not be able to carry on in this walks of life if God had not given us his word to use as a road map. God chose to provide the principles that enable us to examine a fiercely changing world from a biblical spe spectrum instead of from our own eyesight. Every one of us, every one of us has taste and opinions about things. Many of us in he, many in here or on live stream, you may be look, you may could look at this came up yesterday. Somebody was trying to figure out um, uh, what color a shirt was. Well, you're asking the wrong person by asking me. I'm, everybody tells me I'm colorblind, so that's the wrong person to ask. And they they kept saying, "What color is this?" And one said it was maroon. One says it's uh, 
One says it's dark red. One says burnt, burnt brown red. I don't, look, they make too many colors now. I mean, look, go back to red, blue, green, and purple. I mean, come on. But the thing about it is, is every one of us could make a determination about something. We all have opinions about something. What we've got to realize is everything needs to stem back to the Word of God. That needs to be our standard and our guiding light. God gives mankind the ability to create things. God has given mankind the ability to create things. Take a look at Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 5. Exodus chapter 31, let's read verses 1 through 5. And the Lord said to Moses, I have called by name Bels, the son of Uriah, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judea. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability, intelligence, knowledge, and all craftsmanship. To devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze. To, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, to work every craft. See... God has given the ability to all of these things to mankind all the way back even in the Old Testament times. Leading up to this, God informed Moses concerning detailed plans for the tabernacle, for furnishings, and all of those different aspects. He moved from the material realm to the spiritual realm, including the dedication of the priest in preparation for worship. It is a solemn reminder that the right elements are insufficient without proper preparation and dedication. If you go back into the Bible times and you take a look at what God, get, God gave Moses, God gave them detailed instructions on building the tabernacle. All of these very fine details about how God, he wanted it this wide, this tall, this width, this color, this material. There were so many detailed things. God had to have given mankind the ability to be able to follow those instructions. Do you think that by just putting a couple of pieces of plastic together that we could just make something like this work? No. Man had to have been given the, the knowledge to know how to put the electronical devices together to make things like a keyboard. Have you ever, have you ever got on YouTube and you watch, I don't recommend anybody doing this, <laughs> but you get on YouTube and if you're, you're, you, you or your family member is going to have a surgery coming up, uh, I know somebody that was going to have a knee surgery, and they decided to get on YouTube and watch a knee surgery on YouTube, don't do that. Especially right before you're going to have surgery. Don't do that. Uh, it, it, it might uh, make you sick in your stomach. But if you ever watch those things, it's amazing to the fact that mankind has that kind of knowledge to be able to replace a valve in a heart. Mankind has the knowledge to be able to take organs out of a body, and put a replacement organ back in. Have you ever thought about that? Mankind has that knowledge base to take a heart out and put a new heart in. Is that not amazing 
that God has given us that kind of knowledge to be able to know how to do those things. Mankind has been given the knowledge base to be able to put things together to where that these microphones, these microphones work. Is that not, I mean, that is just, it blows, it, it, I don't know about you, but it cr blows my mind to know that man has been given that kind of an ability. All of these things has been given by God. Just as God gave the instructions to mankind for them to build the tabernacle, these instructions are useless without those who were skilled to produce what God instructed. For those connected to our church, y'all all know I'm not a mechanic. I never claim to be. I don't pretend to be. I don't want to be. I am not a mechanic. Somebody, somebody will say, well, Brother Andy, how do you change your oil in your car? Hey, I'm bringing my car down to get the oil changed. You, you see what I'm saying? I take it down to the mechanic shop. I pull in, and they say, hey, pastor, what you need done today? They know me down there. Why? Because they know I'm not changing the oil in my car. God did not create me to be that, that person. Do I know how to change the oil in my car? I can give you book description on how to do it. I can probably point you to most of the places on the vehicle to, to take the plug out, to know where to drain the oil. I probably can find you the oil filter. I can show you where to pour the oil in. I'm not the one doing that. Why? That's just not the way God created me. And besides that, I don't like I don't like I don't like things getting on my hands. That's just me. Okay. That's that OCD part of that. But what we've got to realize and understand, God created us all different for a reason. If God created us all to be a, the, the pastor of Coosa Valley Church of God, boy, what a mess we would be in, right? Because that's what I am. I'm the pastor of the church. God didn't create all of us to be the pastor, did he? What we, God didn't create all of us to be the piano player. It would be weird for all of us to try to play the piano at the same time. It's not something that's feasible. God gives us those abilities, and God creates all of us different with different skill sets, different talents, and different levels of education. Moses, we find in, Moses, in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 10, Moses was very well educated and had, had the experience of being a shepherd, taking care of sheep. The, the children of Israel, they knew how to make bricks and do unskilled labor. However, God's instructions were specialized in building the tabernacle that somebody had to come in that was not a sheep farmer and was not a brick mason. Somebody specific had to come in to help them utilize their skill sets to build the tabernacle. I am not a mechanic, but I know how to utilize a mechanic to take care of the vehicles that I have. And that's the same thing that we've got to realize is all of us do not have the same talents and skill sets, but us working together, we can accomplish something. We go back to uh, Exodus chapter 31. Look, Take a look at verse 2. Verse 2 tells us, I have called by name Bezel, the son of Uriah. Bezel 
He was more than just a summons to do the work. But he was somebody that God had commissioned and had gifted in order to do the work that God had called him to do. He was not called because he was special. He was not called because he was gifted. But he was gifted and there, because he was called, God gifted him. He did not get called because he was gifted, but he, got, he was called and therefore God gifted that to him. Many times people think, oh, well, I've got to know how to do something before I'm, God's going to call me to do something. No, that's not the case. I've told y'all, and nobody ever believes me, but I told y'all, younger, as a teenager, I'm the shy guy. I don't like talking in front of people. I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. I'm a shy, quiet person. Nobody believes me now. Why? Because God called me into an area of ministry, then he gifted me into that calling. Why? I am not the guy that's going to do those things. I was born an introvert, meaning I don't like to be in front of people. I don't like to, I, I, I'm, I'm a quiet person. I'm a, I'm, I'm a very calm, cool, and collective guy. But what we've got to realize is that when God calls us into something, he'll, pursue, he'll put those gifts into our lives. That's the same thing that happened to our young man here, Bezella. God did not call me to know how to pronounce all these names either, okay? <laughs> we often are apprehensive about seeking the gift of what God has called us into. If God's called us into something, it's okay to pray and seek God for the gift in that area. If you feel like that God's called you into an area of teaching, like a Sunday school class type thing, if God's called you into that, then guess what? It's okay to pray for God to expose those gifts into our lives. We don't need to be apprehensive about seeking after the gifts that God's given to us, but we must understand God has to be the one to place those gifts. I've heard too many times about people being mama called and daddy called in ministry. Mama and daddy calling you in the area of ministry, that does not work. I've told you, I, I, I'm born and raised in church, and I've heard so many people, they'll, they'll be in an altar, and they feel like that God's called them in an area of ministry, and mama's standing right behind them, and they're like, Woo, my son just got called to pastor. We don't know that. When mamas and daddies and grandparents place those things on their kids' lives, if you've been in church for a while, you, you've, you've seen some of that. You've heard of those things happening. That's not how God operates. God is going to call and God's going to place a gift in people's lives whom God feels is going to work in that area. Paul notes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that every believer has been given a spiritual gift. I believe that 100%. Every believer has been given a gift. Every one of us, every man, woman, and child has been given a gift by God to utilize in an area of ministry. We just have to figure that out, pray and ask God to enlighten and show us those areas of ministry so that we can use that for the glory, glory and the kingdom of God. Move on into 2 Chronicles chapter 26. Let's read verse 9 and 10. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 9 and 10. 
Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the angle and fortified them. Verse 10. And he built towers in the wilderness and cut out many cisterns, for he had large herds both in the shiplow. Yeah, okay. Both in Sylacauga and in the plain. And he had farmers and vine dressers in the hills, in the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Move down to verse 14 and 15. Verse 14, he says this. And Uzziah prepared for all the army shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and stones for slinging. Verse 15. In Jerusalem he made machines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and on the corners to shoot arrows and great stones. And his fame spread far, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Think about this. This is in Bible times. This is thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. When we think of weapons today, we think of, we think of pistols and, and shotguns and rifles and AK-47s or, or things of that nature. We think of swords and shields and stuff as being medieval times. Yeah, if somebody had a sword, I'm sure that they could do something, but if somebody has a 9mm versus a sword, which one's going to win out? But you've got to think back in this time frame, all the way back into Bible times, this guy named Uzziah, look at what it said. This guy had machines. He had machines that he had invented that could take these arrows and he would mount those on the edges of the city and those arrows would be thrown with great force at the incoming army and hurt and kill some of the incoming army. I don't know about you, but if I think back to that, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. I'm not talking about the killing part, but the fact that this guy has got these inven- inventions, these machines. He thought, I know it's very, it's, it's, it's strange for us to think about this, but think about it. He found a material in the earth, and he figured out that he could get this material hot, and he could form it, and it would form a shield that an army soldier could, they braced it and put it on his arm, on their arm, and it, they could go into battle, and they could use that shield to defend themselves from the arrows and the swords of the incoming army. I know that it sounds weird to us to think that, oh, well, that's easy, but no. He found, a, he goes into, the, into caves, and he finds this mineral that he's able to heat up, he thinks about these things. He thinks through this process. God gave this guy this ability to be able to do that. People today invent, in, do these inventions. And they, they think about the person that invented the cell phone. Did they just figure out, oh, well, I can put these two things together and it makes it work? Or did it just happen? No. God, 
God had to have given them that kind of an ability to be able to put these things together to be able to make components to work properly. God helped them. God helped Uzziah, just like he helped people that makes these inventions today. God not only helped them to go back to the Bible times. We find here in these verses that God not only helped them defend themselves, but helped them subdue the enemies of Judea. God gave Uzziah creative, genius, genius, inventive abilities, which in the ancient times put him head and above those others that was there. Think about the guy that was the, that was the stonemason. Think about the guy that was there as the, as, that was, that was doing, the, doing the heating press and be able to use the hammers and, and being able to flatten out all of those, the pieces of metal to make those stones or to make those shields. Think about the guys that was putting those bricks together. We think of a brick mason. I, I hired a brick mason to do a job for me. He, he shows up with what? Red brick. And he fixes a wall. But think about those folks in these times that they had to know the right formula to put the, this stuff and this stuff and this stuff together to be able to form and make those bricks to make those cities. This is ingenious work, and God gave them that ability. An invading army was approaching the city here in Uzziah's time by the still of the night, and they did not even see those machines up there that was shooting those arrows at them. Uzziah built towers at the gates and at the corner walls and gave them a great military advantage, allowing them to repel people coming to the city. Neither did he forget about those living outside Jerusalem. He built towers in the desert, in verse 10, and it provided benefits. It provided the benefits for everybody. Why? Because it provided, it provided uh, 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 protection from the approaching army, and it enabled them to protect their crops and their family. A nation could not have an army if the army could not be fed. And that's what some things would have happened is they would come in to burn the fields. But Uzziah's inventions provided water and protection not only for the city, but for the crops as well. Uzziah's army numbered over 300,000. Could you imagine feeding and directing and advising 300,000 people. This required a lot of intelligent thinking, especially in that time that we're talking about. Military gear had to be effective. Uzziah set up a system for production of weapons, armor. The absence of swords is not on the list. Each man was expected to have his own swords sword related to his size and his ability. But Uzziah's visionary thinking produced devices capable of shooting these arrows and large stones at the invading army. The numerous spiritual applications that we find here in these verses are truly astonishing. 
we must realize the spiritual application of all of this is we're only successful, we're only able to do these things when we follow and seek after God. The awareness of the enemy approaching points and helps us to fortify our hearts against the attacks of the devil. Remember I mentioned that a while ago, and I know that sounded very funny and comical, but I had people to tell me if you mount a TV on the wall that you're inviting the devil into the church house. But when they have, their, they have a TV in every room of their own home, but you can't put it on the, t- on the screen, on the walls in the church, sounds a little silly, doesn't it? It's all in what you utilize those things. Can the TV be used for evil? Yes, it can. Go back to the little children's church song. I'm sure everybody's heard. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It doesn't matter about the TV. That is just a device. It's what are you using that device for that makes it good or evil. What we've got to do is we've got to have a spiritual plan in place. We've got to plan ahead and prepare our spiritual weapons for the spiritual warfare that is happening. We might, we've got to be make, make sure that we are being fed by the Word of God and watered by the Holy Spirit of God. Technology used correctly can assist us and support us in helping others. In creating things, we imitate God. God is the greatest creator of all time. He created the walrus, the hippopotamus, and the giraffe. Think about that. The walrus has those long teeth, and the giraffe, that long neck. God created those things. He created all of that, but when he created man, he did not give you and I the teeth of a walrus. Thank goodness. Well, that'd be awful funny, wouldn't it? I would have loved to have seen everybody eating Thanksgiving meal with those teeth like a walrus. That would have been comical. Drove by the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Pell City Steakhouse the other day and seen Brother Chuck set, Chuck sitting out there. I'd have walked in and Brother Chuck sitting there with walrus teeth trying to eat that hamburger steak. That would have looked weird. But God did not create us like that. He created us. And every animal, every bird of the air, every fish of the sea, he created all of us different. To be a creator is an imitation of God. God created mankind. When we go through and we create things and we're using the spiritual gifts that God's given to us, we're imitating as an imitation of God. God unraveled things into our minds and God has given us an insight to be able to use what God, the knowledge God's given us to the betterment of not only ourselves but those around us. When we use our abilities to glorify ourselves, now that creates a problem. Take a look at Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Genesis chapter 11. Verses 1 through 4. Everybody knows the story of the Tower of Babel. 
Take a look. Now the whole earth had one language and had the same words. Everybody spoke the same language. It wasn't English. I don't know what it was. It wasn't English. Just to say it. But let's just, for the sake of argument right now, let's just say that it is because I'm not really good at any other language. Everybody spoke English. They had migrated from the east and they found a plain, a land to everybody to settle down at. Verse 3. And they said one to another, Come, let us make bricks, burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and butman for mortar. Verse 4. They said, Let us build ourselves a city. Let us build ourselves a city with a tower, and the top of that tower is going to reach the heavens. And we're going to make a name for ourselves. It's all about us, and it's all about we're patting ourselves on the back. We're going to make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed for the whole face of the earth. Many times, if somebody, there's nothing wrong with congratulations or there's nothing wrong with um, achievements and accomplishments. My daughter's a third degree black belt in karate. She's a little bitty thing, but boy, she can whoop somebody. I've seen her get out on that floor, on that karate floor, and she'll fight these dudes bigger than me, and she'll give them a run for their money. I'm going to tell you, 17 years old, I like that. She gets awards, and she gets accomplishments, and she has, we're, we're very proud of her, of what she's accomplished, because that's an accomplishment. But what we've got to realize is we're only able to do those things when we use the abilities that God has given to us. I cannot do, I can't, I ain't doing karate. That ain't, that ain't my cup of tea. But that's something that she's been able to do and she's got that ability. God's used her and be able to do that. Being able to use that ability to further herself, further advance in that. Now she actually teaches karate. That's an accomplishment for a 17-year-old young lady. Are we proud of her? Absolutely we are. You bet your bottom dollar we are. But there is a line that we've got to make sure that she stays on one side of. It's okay to be proud of your accomplishments. It's okay to know that. But you've also got to understand, I didn't do that in myself. God, give me that ability to be able to do that. You've got, people have got to remain humble and know that God gave us those abilities. You and I both know people, don't point at anybody, you and I both know people that are so proud of their accomplishment that nobody helped them in that and they pat themselves, they hurt themselves patting themselves on the back for that. We all know people like that. We all probably ran into some of those folks at our family events these last couple of days. What we've got to realize is when we use the abilities just to glorify ourselves, the Bible talks about pride comes before a fall. So back on our verses here, getting, leading into the story of the Tower of Babel, look at this. The judgment and the depopulation of the earth through the flood 
started here at Babel. Moses reveals there was one common, common language used at the time of this event, and careful readings reveals that there were other dialects of clans and families during this time, but they do not contradict the one language. What does this mean to us? Okay, everybody in this sanctuary, everybody on live feed, we all speak English, right? But my, I, I speak more Southern English than I speak Western English or Northern English. When I went on a uh, mission trip to Venezuela, my translator that lived there in Venezuela, my translator, he spoke good English. He spoke really good English. He didn't speak really good Southern English. So he had to tell me often. He'd, say, he'd tell me, he said, okay now, you've got to remember, I don't speak real good Southern. So you've got to slow it down. You've got to slow down your speech so that I can translate it into Spanish. Because me translating into Spanish was very, very, very horrible. I don't speak Spanish. So that didn't work. So he had to be able to understand my dialect, my slang words. What's a big slang word that we use in the South, y'all? Y apostrophe A-L-L. What does that word mean? You all. You go to California, and I'm not trying to knock on anybody, but you go to California, they don't know the word y'all. Why? Because that's not a word used there. When I was in Venezuela and I used that word y'all, the very first time, homeboy looked at me and it, I don't know that translation. And so that's what we've got to realize and understand is we've got what was going on here in this time for the Tower of Bible. What we've got to realize and understand is there was dialects, but yet they all had one language. One language but there was several different clans or dialects that was going on. Modern day parallel, something else that we could look at for today's time, would be English, meaning there's a difference between American English and the Queen's English. There's a, you understand the dialects and the differences in the way the words are pronounced, the way emphasis are made. This is what's going on here in our scripture. There was a migration that took place between the Tigris and the Euphrates River. This region cannot stay out of the history books or on the news. Why? Because this is right in the center of a lot of things that was going on. Verse 4 tells us a decisive and pivotal, pivotal moment that was taking place here in the shelters of humanity. These residents moved from a building, from building a city to what they did is they started building a monument to memorialize their own ability. Their goal was to reach the heavens. He says in verse 4, he says, They said to themselves, Let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens. Mankind was gathering together, and their ultimate goal was they wanted to reach heaven, the dwelling place of God. They was making a name for themselves. They was being prideful they was patting themselves you know you've seen that where you know people almost break their arm trying to pat themselves on 
That's what was going on here in this passage. What we've got to do is we've got to resist the thought process that we are going to make ourselves on the same plane and land playing field as God. But that's what they was trying to get themselves. They wanted to make a name for their own selves. Go on down to verse 5 through 9. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. Verse 6, and they said, and the Lord said, Behold, they're one people. They have one language. This is only the beginning of what they're going to do. Nothing that they propose to do now will be impossible for them. Look at that. Look at, yeah, look at that. Verse 6. They have built themselves. They're one people. They're one language. Nothing that they are going to propose to themselves, nothing that they put their mindsets to is going to be impossible for them. Verse 7. The Lord is talking to him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8. The Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Verse 9. Therefore, the name was called Babel because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth. Going back into verse 5, we see that this is a way of God expressing pending His pending interaction with mankind. He was not, it's not that He wasn't aware of their activity. He was not caught by surprise. We must understand when things happen in our lives, God knows those things happen. I've had some come to me and they say, Brother Andy, I lost my job. It was totally unexpected. God already knew. God knew it was going to happen. God knew it was going to take place. Brother Andy, this, this, this bad thing happened in our lives and it's, it's caught us totally unaware. God already knew that it was going to take place. We must understand things do not catch God by surprise. God, God was aware here in verse 5, of their unity, their common language. God was aware of their activity. God was also aware of their resolute and their desire, fueled by pride, and they had a fixed purpose in mind, and their resolute was technologically based of they wanted to make sure they achieved their goal. This is a danger that happens in our times today. Many times people become dependent upon their own things, their own thoughts, their own ideas, and they get themselves in a prideful moment. Technology, as what our lesson is about today, technology can edge out God's place of primacy in our lives unless we are vigilant and unintentional. We cannot happen to allow, just like they did. These folks, they came together. They was in one mind. One, they was in unity. And we talk about unity often. 
What does the church need to be? The church needs to be in unity. My favorite passages is over in the book of Acts. They was in the upper room. They was in one mind and one accord doing one thing. They were seeking God. So what's the difference? This ain't part of the Sunday school lesson. But what's the difference with the book of Acts and what they was doing here at the Tower of Bible? I'm going to be real with you. I'm 44 years old. Been preaching since I was 19. And that was one of the things that really bugged me until I dug into it and started seeking about that. What is the difference? You look at, you look at these passages, Genesis chapter 11. These folks was in unity. They had one goal in mind. They wanted to reach the heavens. And if you look at it on the surface, you could look at it in that aspect of they're just trying to reach God. In the only way they knew that they could do. But then you go over to the book of Acts and you see they was in the upper room. They was praying. They were seeking God. They had one thought in mind. We want to seek God. So what's the difference between the book of Acts and the upper room and what we find here in the, at the Tower of Babel? What's the difference? Go back in, I believe it's in, uh, Brother Tony, you'll have to help me find those verses. I think it may be verse 4. Let us build ourselves. Let us build ourselves. We're going to do this on our own. We've come together. We're going to do this. We're going to, look at that, look at the part of the verse here. It says, let us make a name for ourselves. What's the difference between Genesis 11 and then the book of Acts when they was in the upper room? Genesis 11, I didn't read anything about they was praying and seeking God's direction or guidance in this, was there? They wasn't seeking after what God wanted them to do. They said, let us make a name for ourselves. It's all about me. This is Lambertville. <laughs> this is the Lambert kingdom. That's what they was doing right here, is it was all about this is what we want. But if you go over into the book of Acts, where's another thing of unity going on. That's the only similarities that these things have together, is they was they was unified in what they was doing. But in Genesis 11, they was unified in of their selves, making a name for their selves. They was unified in pride. But in the book of Acts, they was in the upper room, one mind, one accord, but they was in prayer seeking God. They were seeking after what is God? What does God want us to do in this situation? What is the direction God is wanting for us in this particular thought process. What we've got to always remember is what we see, God sees more. The man, the eye of man discerns the things of small. The eye of an eagle sees a lot greater than the eye of man. Now, you know, I've already told y'all, I got, or I said it before Sunday school started, I got trifocals here. So I have to look through the, have to look through the top to see one way, and middle sees another, and the bottom. Oh, I can't see none of y'all under the bottom. It's very blurry. I got those trifocals on to help me to be able to see. But the eye of an eagle, if I had an eagle right here, he can see all the way as far as his eye can look towards. Why? 
because his eyes are different. God sees all creation. God sees to the very intent of our heart. It's not about, I'll say, I'll say this statement and I'll close our Sunday school class. Many times people have an outward intent and then an inward intent on everything they do. They're wanting, here in verse 4, the outward intent may have been, some may have been wanting to do this to reach the heavens so that we could have a conversation with God. But look at what you find the inward intent when it goes on down. It says, let us make a name for ourselves. We've got to be very careful that our heart intent lies up, lines up with what God's desire is for our lives. It's not about making a name for ourselves. It's about doing what God's wanting to do for our lives. Amen? Live feed, thank you so much for joining us for our Sunday school class. Join us in about 15 minutes for our Sunday morning worship. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen.